Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 66-year-old from Markdale, Ontario, Canada. His hockey journey took him to Canada, the USA, Germany, Denmark, and Wales. I believe he took a bus to Dundee, too. Uh, Scotland, that is. Um, he was a champion as a head coach with Woolwich Township in the Preston International Tournament. Um, and was a legend of the U Club in Kalamazoo with the Western Michigan Broncos and also became a legend in Cardiff, Wales with the Red Army travel. <laughs> and before that, in high school, was a four-year athlete of the year with Georgian Bay Secondary School, held the 200-meter record for approximately 15 years and loved to work the palm horse. <laughs> And he also helped create me from his loins. Welcome to the podcast, Ronald Walton. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> good. Good. Um, well, um, I get into how we know each other, and I guess um, you made me. <laughs> uh, I, that would make me your father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this podcast today really hits uh, close to home, folks. <laughs> um, and you are also the papa to my children, and uh, one of them is episode 92, Colby. What episode am I? 99. Wow. Yeah, yeah I've done 99 already. <laughs> Walter Gretzky would have been proud of me. Yeah, well, I actually was thinking about, um, yeah, Walter, you know Walter, eh, from roller hockey? I took Walter to Las Vegas for a week and he scolded me every day for driving too fast. <laughs> yeah, I remember the one trip you really did drive too fast when we slept in for like the semifinals. Do you remember that trip to the rink? I, I remember saying to you, don't do what I do, do what I say. <laughs> pretty we sure, went around pretty sure you still and, say that. <laughs> we went around a corner on two wheels and passed about 10 cars on a left-hand turn. <laughs> but, but we made puck drop, didn't we? And won the game. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that I, I was always curious about that decision. Eh? We went to Las Vegas and played roller hockey with Walter Gretzky in the middle of my junior B season when I should be like trying to get a scholarship. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it was quite the episode down there. Yeah, it was. Robin, Robin Sweezy was a prize in himself. I'm sure when all those dads got to Las Vegas with their teenage boys, you guys didn't have any fun. No. Okay. Um, so also how we know each other is your mother was on the podcast episode 19, Grace Walton. 
She happens to be sitting upstairs right now playing Mexican train. Oh, boy. She is as competitive as they get in that game, isn't she? She sits quiet. But she but strikes. She, <laughs> she slaughters you like a dead chicken. <laughs> yes, she is a heck of a Mexican train player. Happy birthday to her, right? Yeah, she just turned 90 on Friday. Yeah, um, what a beauty gg walton is um so yeah happy birthday and i uh i guess you're happier down here instead of getting slaughtered like a chicken a mexican training eh? <laughs> exactly <laughs> so that means she was 24 when she gave birth to me wow that's where i get the math from folks if you didn't realize yeah, <laughs> yeah you're a mathematic all right um and the other part of how what i wrote down what how we know each other is dump runs um i guess we've been doing them since i was a young buck and we're still doing them to this day <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> every saturday morning off to the dump and then boston pizza with the kids yeah and that's our uh that's what we do for fun on saturdays folks we go to the dump <laughs> That's how we get to know the back roads. <laughs> There's a lot of nice roads around here. Um, not a lot of traffic. Okay. Um, Next is, so I guess we kind of got into this. Where and what are you doing now? Well, I just retired in January. From what? So now I just, from what? From what? I was a property tax consultant. And I was like a modern day Robin Hood where I fought taxes for my clients, stole it from the municipalities and gave some to my clients and kept some for myself. And I think that's what Robin Hood did. Well, I remember uh, basically the way it worked, right? Is the only way you got paid is if you saved them money. So it was a win-win for everybody, right? Right. Yep. Um, and before I get too far into this, I got to bring up my big news about the pod because it's the hockey world coming together for me and uh, Garrett Mears and Jenna Mears. Is, uh, we've had two jerseys uh, donated um, to raffle off alongside mine that I had already donated uh, to raise money for her recovery and their expenses after a car accident. And um, <clears throat> someone's donated a Steven Dixon game-worn Cardiff Devils jersey. So that is now up for auction. And we are also receiving a signed Gratz 99ers jersey from Austria. And everybody knows Joey Martin's on that team and some other big names. So um, those jerseys are going to be up for raffle at www.aleshockeytales.com. And they're two pounds a ticket or whatever that is in Canadian, like a little less than four bucks, I think. And uh, buy as little or as many as you want, folks. But every cent is going to uh, the Muses. And uh, they have a three-month-old, so they got a lot going on. And we're going to help them out. So thank you to the people that are helping me. I was just going on there tonight to buy some tickets. So... Yep, www.aleshockeytales.com. And thank you to everybody that's helped me set all that up. It's weird how this platform could help like this. And um, just so happens that uh, the guy reaches out to me to build me a website like a month ago. And uh, we just get it set up and just able to function this way. And uh, now we can actually do good in the world. So 
strange. It's like it was meant to be to help them out, but uh, that's if people buy tickets, folks. Anyways, okay, moving on is uh, you're in your basement in Elmira too, eh? I'm in my old office. It's uh, I've kind of moved from reality of working. So your mother, my wife, Susan, the hardest worker of all of us, took over my big office and she took all my crap and dumped it in your old bedroom, which is now my office. And it looks like a hurricane hit it. <laughs> I don't even know how to move in here. Um, yeah, you basically ran your whole business from your basement, eh? Yep. Kind of like 20... I'm running this from my shed. I did it for 27 years. Yeah. And uh, the golf courses were your honey hole, right? Yeah, we did pretty good on golf course appeals for property taxes. We had almost... 300 golf courses we worked for and gave them a really good pounding at the end. And um, you started all this on your own, right? You were, you, you worked for the government, switched sides, and then you went out on your own, right? Yeah. I said, if you guys are this stupid, I'm coming to get you. And I did 27 years outside. I worked for the government for 17 years and then 27 years fighting them. Right. Um, yeah, I remember when you went off on your own, wasn't I like started high schoolish or? Well, how old were you 27 years ago? We already talked about math getting pretty late now. <laughs> 11. Well, exactly. I don't know what grade that is, but I'll figure it out. In, or Colby's going to be nine. Okay. There we go. Grade six. Grade six. Yep. That's about right. Yeah, and then uh, you didn't get a paycheck for like two years, you were telling me, right? <laughs> yep, yeah, it took me two years before I got paid. So things were getting a little tight. You ate a lot of uh, macaroni there for a bit. <laughs> Plumped you up a wee bit. Actually, I think one of your go-tos was tuna surprise. <laughs> oh, yeah, tuna, crispy toast with some peas on it and a can of mushroom soup in it. Yeah, try it out, folks. Tuna surprise. That was my dinner most nights. <laughs> you can feed an army with that. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, what else do we got here? Let's get in. Well, then uh, the next thing is we're going to have family Christmas here in two days, so I'll see you in two days. So good thing we're slipping this in first. Um, anyways, and uh, you also uh, are going to be going to Panama soon, eh? Yeah, in a week, 10 days, I leave. You want to tell the folks about your what you got going on down there? Well, no? I got yeah. monkeys and pumas <laughs> and great big-ass snakes, and we've been living down Papa, there. Papa, we've always had big-ass snakes. Navigating Lieutenant. <laughs> we've got... Bayfield got, Brewing Company. <laughs> we've been down Bayfield Brewing Company. That's right. We're hoping to still be sponsored by them, even though our gal left them. Haven't heard yet. <laughs> you should have drove over and brought me one. I'm drinking a bad fud lighter. No, we is. don't talk about anybody else. So yeah, this stuff tastes like vinegar. I, tastes I'd rather gross compared to this stuff. This stuff is so good. That's why I love it. It would just break my heart. And, and what's it called again? 
I'm having a navigating lieutenant this time. From where? The Bayfield Brewing Company. <laughs> wow. Yeah, lovely. So stuff. anyway, back to Panama. So yeah, we have a place in the jungle, 3,000 feet up. We can see the Pacific Ocean and the canal and Panama City. And we can even see the Caribbean if it's nice and clear after a rain. Yeah, so. and you guys have monkey feeders out there where the monkeys like come right up, eh? Oh, yeah, we have monkeys eat right out of our hand. and Better than you're playing with your monkey, Pop. Um, but, uh, yeah, very cool spot. And um, uh, you guys haven't got to go there in a while, but you get to finally go, eh? We went out the very last flight out of Panama in March of 2019. And there was about 150 jets lined up sideways on the two runways. And we got out on the very last flight out of Panama. Yeah, you would have been so, there a while if you weren't on that one. Yeah, tough place to be stuck. <laughs> you don't. You didn't want to make it to the airport. I didn't, didn't want to go. Away. I remember zooming with you or whatever, talking to you, and you were like, "I'm staying here. I'm. I'm. I'm riding this out here." <laughs> I thought it was a stupid thing. I didn't think COVID was real, so I was just going to stay another month and ride her out. <laughs> I might have still been there. Uh, okay. So growing up in Markdale, you're not from Markdale. Well, you're I from really... outside of Thornbury. I actually was born in Markdale, but my parents had a farm in Dundalk at the time. And then when I was one year old, they moved to Thornbury, where you know the farm. We tore the and, barn down. And then I almost grew up there, and I left there when I was 17. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get into that. I do know you left at 17. Um but uh, what were your hobbies around there? Because uh, actually, did you play minor hockey? I started playing minor hockey when I was 11. And I was like grease lightning, but my father came to watch me once. And grease lightning, he... that's like Kugel Blitz? <laughs> Kugel Blitz, but I was skinny. <laughs> and he said I was going to get hurt, and he made me quit. Your dad left. Yep, wouldn't let me play. Everybody was trying to kill me, and he said I had to quit. Well, you do get hurt playing hockey. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> well, you get hurt in love, too. So. You get hurt all over the place. You got hurt. You get hurt all the time. You just shot yourself with a pressure washer a couple of years ago. I've had five injuries in the last month. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you did, you did shoot yourself in the leg with a pressure washer and, like, almost kill yourself. <laughs> I almost died that day, yes. Yeah. But I'm on my 14th life, so I'm good. <laughs> okay. Um, so then what did you do for hobbies if you uh, didn't play hockey? I smashed up a lot of cars. <laughs> I smashed up several motorcycles. Can't get hurt. I, I, yeah. So I caught a lot of fish. And we lived out in the country and there wasn't a lot to do but uh, run cause, through the yeah. cause trouble and run through the bush. Okay. 
<laughs> and you had uh, a, a, quite a few siblings, right? Well, only four. It's not like we were a Mennonite family or anything. <laughs> That's true. Um, but you, yeah, I, I know Jimbo, your your younger brother, he came 19 years later on the same day it's your birthday. You were turning 19 when when uh, Gigi was in having another baby eh, on the same day. Mother and I were out for Oktoberfest, and I remember us sitting there, and we got the phone call. That I had a baby brother. <laughs> Grandma and Grandpa were, uh, <laughs> yeah, still active at late age, eh? Well, they maybe could have used some coaching, but anyway, it all went well. Jim's a good guy, and we're glad he's here. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, was there not a lot of hitchhiking going on when you lived in the country? Well, yeah, I, I had to hitchhike to hockey and baseball and home from school. And I was involved in a lot of sports in high school and I had to hitchhike home every night. So you'd go to school and then at once your sports were over, you'd have to hitchhike home. You'd have no ride. Right. Um, were there days you didn't get a ride? Yeah, then I got halfway home and I had places that I could sleep on a couch or something. I was only like 14 or 15. But I was in every sport in school and I had to, and then I'd sleep there and get back up and hitchhike back to school in the morning. So you'd just be gone for a couple of days. <laughs> yep, same underwear, no deodorant. <laughs> now I know where I, I get it from. <laughs> pretty much homeless. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so that you were the high school athlete of the year for four years, eh? Yeah, four years straight. Was that working the palm think... horse in your pink leotards that I saw the video? No, they were white leotards. I oh, wore sorry, white. white. I wore white stretchies, and I was in gymnastics, and but I, I was the athlete of the year because I could run like a deer because I think my older brother trained me to run because he was always trying to beat crap out of me so I had to learn to run so I didn't get killed okay um <laughs> but um and how tight was the like the white um gymnastic suit working the palma horse like in the groin area like well, did everybody like going, see what you're working with or what it's like going to the dump you can see all the junk in the back of the trunk right? <laughs> yeah yeah um so uh you had the 200 meter record then running fast eh yeah i could go two short legs though to just, i i don't know you don't run with the legs you run with your hips what are you talking about yeah your hips i say the hips don't lie i don't know how fast you're running anymore big guy <laughs> well i'm a bit gimped now but yeah the pressure washer didn't help that either i, I used to be able to go um okay then uh so what other sports were you into in high school then to be the athlete of the year basketball gymnastics wrestling soccer football but you couldn't play hockey no, but football was okay. Yeah, Sorry for burping pretty, the mic, folks. What? I was pretty much in crutches all the time. <laughs> you <football>. still are. 
<laughs> I actually have a pair right here. <laughs> Maybe you're just soft. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I just do more than the average guy. That's all. You are quite active at your age, I would say. When you look around your age bracket, I'd say you're pretty active. <laughs> <laughs> and you find that we need to find somebody. That can Folks, that. this this is how smart Pop is. Um, you know, we we I had had a couple drinks. We're on vacation here in Concordia at Bruce Beach at Graham's Cottage, and at the the I think we're water skiing, tubing, having a day. And then Papa says, I want a water ski. And I said, well, I can drive. And I'd only had a couple folks. But he says, well, I don't want to just get up with two skis like everybody else, even though I haven't skied in 10 years or 15 years, maybe 20 years. He says, I want to get up on one ski. Well, folks, he popped his hamstring, his whole leg turned black, and he didn't walk for a week. Other trips, we went to Panama to he falls off a swing and breaks his ribs. <laughs> right? Have you ever heard me complain? <laughs> Not really. You wheeze <laughs> a bit, make some weird noises. <laughs> it's called sucking up, buttercup. I do know. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, you did decide to leave home then? near the end of high school 17 years old did you not hitchhike out of town no i got a ride with a guy in collingwood i had a sandwich and 20 bucks i can't remember what the sandwich was i think it was tuna I had a, <laughs> not I had tuna a surprise i hope that's not a good sandwich there was no peas in it i don't think <laughs> cream of mushroom soup <laughs> okay i think gg made it for me so Anyway, I had 20 bucks and a sandwich, and away I went, and here I am. Yeah, well, good run. Um, so you were heading where? I had a job lined up at Home Hardware in St. Jacobs. Right. So I went there. I worked there for... In the warehouse, right? In the warehouse. I think I worked there for almost two years. Um, so that is one of my questions is what all jobs did you work in your late teens and twenties? Give us a rundown of all the jobs you've had. Oh boy. Well, I know in high school before I went to home hardware, I castrated pigs. <laughs> that was my, that was my weekend and summer job. And I worked at the ski Hills too. And I worked on a garbage truck. Then I went, got a job at Home Hardware in the warehouse, lasted two years there. And then I got a job at Greb Shoes in a warehouse, smelt like feet, so I quit. Then I got a job doing tar and gravel roofing. And I was in good shape at that time because I had to carry tar up 30 foot ladders to the roof, kind of illegal today. Then I left that and I went and worked on a dairy farm for two years and I didn't like that too much. <laughs> and uh, then I decided to go back to school. What age and is I that? Went... Mid twenties, it sounds like I must have I must have been like 20, 21 or twenty. And then I went and took a course in real estate. 
at Fanshawe College and I got a job with the government as a tax assessor. And I lasted 17 years with them and and then switch sides. Yippee-ki-yay, I left. Okay, makes sense now. Um, so we love love stories on this hockey podcast. So when did you meet my mummy? <laughs> 1973. And I came out 10 years later. Uh, Dana, eight years later. Yeah, we dated for seven years. And then, yeah, you and Dana. So where'd you meet? We met at a party in Elmira. We just looked at each other and that was it. Oh, yeah. Sucked you right in, eh? It was like smoke on water. (laughs) When she looked at you? (laughs) Yeah. Didn't you have, like, hair down to your ass at that point? (laughs) I did. I had hair down on my shoulders and... Yeah, you I, had she, I had I had holes in my pants. I didn't have any money. I was riding around on a bicycle. I didn't have a car, and I had, had holes it. in my pants, so I sewed chamois into them. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I had a silver tooth too. Why'd you have a silver tooth? Because I got smashed in the mouth with a baseball bat. Huey. Huey, I had Huey written down earlier for growing up in uh, by the farm, because when we tore down that barn, when we tore down grandma and grandpa's barn, um, folks, we we worked all day. We get this barn to the ground. He pulls it down finally with the tractors and then we hit a pool party and I got to see Huey that day. And I can't imagine growing up with the two of you and that you're still alive. That's why we haven't grown up yet. We're still waiting to see where we grow up. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> that one move he did with the truck there at the stop sign. I'll never yeah, forget that's, that. That's not a, yeah. But yeah, we, uh, you and I could write a book. Huey and I, you? Uh, yep. I remember one night he and I caught 37 fish. And my father helped us clean them at three o'clock in the morning. And he and I were so tired, we couldn't even walk. We carried them half a mile from the river. <laughs> um, was that, that's your wildest story is catching fish? Oh, no, but we're not going there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's fine. Okay um yeah you guys uh definitely like to drive stuff more than me you know well john and i used to have an old car and we drove it around his farm and we would go as fast and as hard as we could to try and kill this car and we did it for a whole summer and we could not kill this thing so finally he went and got a two by four and just stuck the gas pedal to the floor and let it roar for half an hour till it blew up. <laughs> you guys really had nothing to do out there, eh? It was boring. <laughs> um, okay, so you uh, met um, Susan, my mother, and uh, you guys have Dana and then myself. Um, uh, we lived <clears throat> in what, Aaron? 
Yeah, you were really like a year old. We were in Aaron. And I was born moved. in Georgetown. Yep. And, and then, then you moved, moved to Elmira. And lived in an apartment for a year while we built our house. Right. So when we're living in Aaron, do we have a donkey and a goat named Esau and Gladys? Yep. And, and a horse. And then we we move. You bought you sell that place and head to an apartment. What animals do we keep? Nothing. Why have I seen a picture of a donkey in an apartment? That was in your house in Aaron. The donkey came into the house all the time. <laughs> the donkey would come into the house all the time? He was house trained. He wouldn't poop on the floor or nothing. He'd come right in the house. Yep. Our donkey was potty trained? Yep. And the, and the goat would follow Dana around like all that's, day. That's Gladys. Right beside her. <laughs> Yep. Um, and how did you get the donkey around? It froze up. I'm um, sorry. How did you get the donkey around town? Were you, was it not in a hatchback? Well, I would take the donkey on road trips, and I took the seat out of the back of our car and pushed him into the car, and he would ride around in the back seat of the car with me. He was a little guy, right? And then he'd get mad at me because I wouldn't let him out to pee. <laughs> and one time, one time I was sitting at a stoplight in Guelph, and he was biting the headrest behind my head so hard that he was biting it right off. And a guy pulled up in a truck beside us, and you want to see somebody take a second look at you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had a donkey in the back of the hatchback seat out. Is eating your headrest. Uh, driving through, driving through the city as well. Yeah. Ah, jeep. And he's potty trained, so he's not going to go in the car. Um, he was mad. He wanted. Out. So, did you think this donkey was a dog, or like, did you have a leash on him? No, he just walked around all over the place. He walked, stayed at our house, but then he got stolen one time. He was on the front yard playing. And a couple that I guess needed some money pulled up in their car and stuck them in their back seat and took off with them. And so we reported them stolen. We were on the in the Toronto Sun. We were on radio stations and all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> and uh, the police, the OPP, somebody called and reported that their neighbors all of a sudden had this weird donkey in their backyard. And they'd heard the reports of him being stolen and they called the OPP. And next thing you know, we got told to go pick our donkey up. They caught these people and they got charged with theft. And in the headline of the paper, was the headline not Ron Walton has lost his ass? No, that was on the radio station. I was riding to work one morning and the, they came on and the guy's already laughing. And he goes, folks, Ron Walton has lost his ass. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it, was, it was it was all over the news well, it's we good got him uh, back. you found your ass yes we got him back um, and it still had all the hair on him too they hadn't shaved him or nothing <laughs> you thought they were going to shave your donkey well they never know like... <laughs> <laughs> okay um so 
they never did move to Elmira. I thought we had, I thought at a point there, that donkey was living in our apartment in Elmira. No, we got rid of the donkey actually killed the goat. He was jealous of the goat and he killed her. And <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you trusted this thing to be driving in your hatchback in the back seat, eating your head well, mask. Well, he tried to kill me, I think, but I had his head tied down low enough that he couldn't get at me. All right. Well, with this story kind of brought up, it's not on my notes, but I guess this is all just came up. But did our donkey not have a friend donkey and the friend donkey almost killed me? No, that was uh, Dan Jones and Meaford. He had a pony and you got in to pet the pony and it turned around and hoofed you right in the head. Oh, I thought it was a donkey. It was a pony. It was a, it was a pony. What's the difference between a pony and a donkey? They're just bigger. The donkeys are a bit more stubborn and slower. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so it was a pony that kicked me um, in the, the chin or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Wasn't I like three years old or something? It was a good kick. Something yeah, happened. You got it. You got you good. I don't remember any of it. I just hear the stories, right? Okay. Um, I got another story. This is a random one before we move on into the hockey portion of this. <clears throat> is there a random story about a bull getting loose? <laughs> yeah. Do you, is, that, that, is that acceptable to talk about? Well, I don't can't sure, imagine I, anybody that's going to be upset. I'm sure they're still looking for me, but that's fine. Okay, let's do this then. Go for it. So not in Hanover, well, Ontario? No, we had a horse trailer on and my brother-in-law, Paul, and I were bringing a steer back from Thornberry to Aaron to get it butchered. And I think he knew we were going to butcher him somehow because we had him in the horse trailer and we stopped in a gas station to get some gas because my car was overheating. And the steer proceeded to put his feet out through the front window of the horse trailer. So your brainy brother-in-law, my brother-in-law got out and he was going to settle the steer down and whack him over the head with a tire iron. Well, the steer came out through the side door of the trailer, and next thing you know, we're in the gas station with a steer standing there with snot flying out of his nose, mad as heck. So I grabbed the steer by the head and the nostrils, thinking I'm going to manhandle him, and he tossed me in the air, and I came down and landed on his back. And then the steer ran into the garage where these guys were working on cars <laughs> and tore around. He smashed their uh, And you're on his back? Desk. Oh, no, I was laying on the ground groaning like a stuck pig at that point. Okay. So he ran into the garage, sent the office desk flying, then comes running back out, and I had whipped the car around and tried to block the door of the garage to keep him in there, and he come flying out, jumped right over the hood of the car, then ran through the town and took out every picket fence and garden you can imagine. 
And the brother-in-law is yelling, we're going to have to shoot this sucker. And <laughs> we chased him all over the place. He ran out in the bush. And then this couple picked me up. I was trying to run with a half-busted leg from him throwing me around. And they put me on the hood of their car and were chasing the steer down a back road with me laying on the hood. They'd been necking in the bush. And uh, we ended up getting him back in town. He went into this little barn. And we slammed the door shut and held him in this barn and then got him back in the trailer. And all these people were saying, you've got to replace our fences and our gardens. And your buddy Paul said, we will, we will, we'll be back next week. <laughs> and we got that steer in there and we were gone. Yeah. No, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, so, and then we get home and mother comes out and says, wow, that didn't take you very long. <laughs> And my and we had Dana in the back seat and your cousin Donnie. Just little kid babies with that all happen. Oh, they were like three years old. <laughs> they thought they were at the rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was my random story, folks. Moving on. <clears throat> Getting into coaching and parenting and minor hockey when you got me into hockey. And Dana into ring at, I guess. Yes. Talk about it. Well, we were kind of stupid to it all. We didn't realize hockey and everything was going to happen that early. And you, Dana, didn't get into ring at, I don't think, till she was about seven and you were like five and you got shooting pucks and crap and we started hating it because when you were seven we'd be laying in bed and i had set up a plywood board outside for you sunday morning at seven o'clock wham wham you'd have 12 pucks lined up and start shooting at the freaking plywood <laughs> at seven o'clock in the morning when we're supposed to be getting ready for church and uh cabinet maker I got to go get another one. So we had to put an end to that. But anyway, you guys got into ringette. And well, you did. <laughs> you played with the girls for a while, right? Just a year, right? That could be why you have made snap. You are cutting out. Folks, he froze right when he was getting into talking about Dana and I, my older sister, getting into roll or ringette, not roller hockey, ringette. Yeah, and I was saying Brent played one year with the girls. And uh, and Ryan Benish, former Potter. Yeah, yeah, he was in there, and uh, they all did great. It was a lot of fun. Dana, my memory of Dana, like she was quite the athlete. I remember you played for the Armadillas. You were like 10 or 11. Spring AAA, yeah. Yeah, and so Dana brought her skates out one practice and raced all the boys. She was two years older, and everybody was kind of laughing about it, but nobody could catch her. <laughs> I remember that? Yeah, uh, no, but yeah, I believe it. She could skate, yeah. She could fly. Well, anyway. someone there was her and there's a couple other girls yeah like they were good they were very talented skaters and like if they would have got yeah. into hockey instead of ring at that age who knows what would have happened but girls well, hockey wasn't a thing back then 
Oh, but there were scholarships. If man, if you could, uh, if yeah. you know what a puck smelled like and you could skate, they'd teach you to handle it, right? Yeah, and it, yeah, there's there was ringette. There wasn't hockey around us, and um, but anyways, yeah, I played. But Dana could skate good enough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So then I, you got I, me into I, hockey. I also... Sorry, I was hitting the plywood. There is what you were saying. I guess I you put me in hockey, and I just kind of took it from there, eh? Yeah, I, you just kept whacking and whacking and skate. You'd you'd cry like a little sucky baby whenever <laughs> we'd, we 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 always had a rink in the backyard, and we'd say it was time to come in for lunch, and you'd freaking ball and cry. You're still kind of sensitive too, right? Like you, I got yeah, I you, do get you, choked. You up got a shit. you have a sensitive side, and we'd tell you to come in for lunch, and you'd sit on the step and ball so hard you couldn't even eat your sandwich because you couldn't skate. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't sound... even take me. <laughs> if it was just skating, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> oh no, that was that was it. Yeah. And then, uh, but one of my fondest memories when you were a little wanker. This was you might have been seven, and we went to a hockey game in Guelph, and I had this big floating. I'm not sure what it was, a Buick or something, and it had cigarette lighters in the back seat and you decided that you had to check them out on the way to the hockey game. And well, that wasn't going to watch a game. That was going to one of our final games of like, you tournament. were playing over there. Yeah. You were playing In Guelph. There. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, It was like a novice right. tournament, right? Final. I think you're, I think you were playing for Waterloo at the time though, I because it was it. the Guelph coach that I'll, doctored I'll... up your finger. You, you plugged in the lighter. And we're driving along and you decided that you're going to stick your finger in the red hot lighter. And all I can smell is dead human flesh in the back of the car with smoke <laughs> flying. And you wouldn't say anything because you felt like a moron, which you were. And uh, we had to go in and have the coach on the other team who was a doctor fix your finger up so you could play. I remember uh, doing it. And it was uh, the weird part is I was in the back seat, right? Like I was the kid in the back seat. I wasn't even in the front. So you didn't even see what I was doing. But like you just pushed it in. And then I didn't think they worked, right? Same as when I shaved my eyebrow. I didn't think razors worked. <laughs> so until I figured out that they worked, I didn't think the cigarette lighter worked until I pushed it in. But then the weird part is, is I saw it was orange. I saw it looked hot. And I still decided to see if it was hot. <laughs> and uh, then it was weird because it was like an orange ring, black ring, an orange ring, a black ring, an orange. And it just kept going in perfect but circle. And right at the end of my finger. Do you remember the smell? Well, you, the what the funny part was, was like, I yeah, I it hurt tremendously. But you're right. I didn't say anything until you said, why do I smell burning flesh? And I was like. Ah, he caught uh, me. <laughs> it got me. Half my finger's gone. God, stupid. Well, you didn't uh, hear me complaining, did you? <laughs> no. So then back to hockey. So, yeah, so I coached you guys and uh, a bunch of you from Elmira. And, yeah, we had a hell right. of an age group, 1983s. Uh, Dennis Weidman, former Potter, Andrew Lackner. Adam Hogg, um, Rodney Bauman, an OHL champion. Those were all on a single A 1983 age group, eh? Yeah. I was probably the worst coach in the world, but I taught them spirit and play together and 
pass the puck or you're not going back out again. <laughs> um, yeah, like you had never been a hockey guy, but you know, when I see it around here is like, somebody's got to step up and be willing to coach the team and be willing to be there every practice and every game. And like you see it at Zoe's age group and Colby's age group, like every year it's the same dads, it's the same dads stepping up and doing it. So thanks from all of us, my, but but the thing is, is you did it and you're all friend, you're friends with all my friends. And it's just funny for me because like I go and I'm, I, it was like yesterday I'm coaching Zoe's practice and um, in Concord and they let the older siblings come on the ice to help out. And three of my team are waiting to come on after Zoe and I, and they're all standing there waving at me with their arms in the air. And like, you could, they were really excited to see me. And it was just like, it was like, this is everything I hoped it would be. <laughs> wow. There's, there's no question. You make a connection. Like you said, I'm friends with your friends because I coach these guys. So I have a connection with them for life. Right. And, well, and, and I feel like I talk to the kids more than the parents. Like I do. I don't really, have, I don't talk to the parents. I talk to the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm done with the parents too. But, you know, the, even in Ringette, Dana's friends still call me coach, the ones that I coached in Ringette. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's the same like with Lackner. You guys have a Bond and Weidman and all of them, like Rodney. Yeah, and it's like in, in Ringette one time we had a war going on in Fergus and the coaches came to stop the game at the bench and they pulled me aside. And they're going, you either settle these girls down or we're calling this game because let's face it, the Woolwich girls were wild. And so the, the ref left and the girls looked at me and said, what did he say? And I said, nothing. Give her, get out there and get those. Yeah. Those you got girls. a bit of a competitive spirit, don't you? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Um, so, okay. Then the other part is, uh, Obviously, we decided to move uh, to AAA pretty early on and uh, to Waterloo, but that's not really what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the time when we were in Waterloo. I think it's like, so I played minor Adam there. We go back major Adam, and we have a new coach, a different coach from the first year. And um, this guy was doing like whatever. He's doing his old school breaking sticks. And then anyways, what was it like having like actually pulling me from Waterloo and we switched to Guelph AAA? Well, because of what I worked at, I love confrontation. And so I actually loved it. I wrote a two page letter to Waterloo minor hockey about what was going on in the change room and how he was treating the kids and just said, we're out of here. You can either let us go peacefully, or if you put up a stir, I'm going to create even more of a stir. Yeah. And they, they let us go to Guelph. Well, I was, uh, it was the best decision ever. I went from hockey was zero fun in the middle of my major Adams season at what's that nine years old it's a year older than Colby and uh 10 years old and I was having zero fun and the coach is making practice zero fun and it's like a job and you're like well you're- he even made kids sit up in the stands with their parents with a teddy bear with remember the- if they if, if the kid even looked up in the stands and they were eight years old 
he'd make them go sit in the stands with a teddy bear with their parents. Yeah, see, I don't remember all the stuff that went on. I I remember a couple things, but like it was it, hockey was a different world, and it, it's it's good they're making progress and changing. But there was there's always bad people in it, right? Well, well, there's well, just look at there's all kinds of that going on. Anyway, we don't want to talk about that. No, stuff. moving on, positive stuff. But no, that then I switched to Guelph, and hockey's fun again. And I went from being like a middle of the pack guy to being like a top guy in their team, and it was. Hockey was fun again. It was a great time, but I couldn't imagine being the parent and going through all that. And um, well, yeah. the fun part is now I've got five grandkids to go and watch at hockey. Yeah, right? that is a lot of hockey, eh? It's too much. <laughs> so I've got to go south and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you won't see much of it from Panama. Um, okay, so Sugar King time. Then I played with the Sugar Kings and we won it all. That was fun, eh? Yep. Yeah. I had to go in three hours before the game to get my place on the glass so I could watch the game. Yeah. When we would go to the finals, Elmira would they literally you would be they'd be waiting outside for hours before the games, eh? Yeah. I got the same spot every time. Yeah. No, and uh that was a fun time in my life and uh we did win it and that's always fun. So then um we we're getting to western michigan now um Uh-oh. that was quite the time eh <laughs> i made a lot of road trips we all we did on the way down was count how many dead deer we'd see on the 69 on the way there yeah highway 69 um there was a lot of dead deer in michigan on the way our, to our, our, be- our best was 14 we saw 14 dead deers on the- that seems low 14 wow. seems low to Kalamazoo, but um, there's a lot of dead deer on that highway. Um, oh. But yeah, you guys win every weekend. You guys didn't really miss a game, eh? Other than like the trips to Alaska. We didn't miss many. We uh, we went down every weekend for four years. True or false? Not true false. or false. <laughs> have you? False. <laughs> have you? Uh, pretended to have a hotel room and slept in the van to save money during those four years. Have you or have you not? Yeah. I still do it. (laughs) I would do. But seriously, I was thinking about that. Like hotels every weekend for four years and like driving to like where you go to Columbus for Ohio State. We we, we would drive to Columbus on a Friday night, watch that game, and then have to be back in Kalamazoo the next night. So we'd sleep at a McDonald's. But we had a brand new van. We'd put an arrow bed in the back, and we had we had TVs in it, and we'd watch a movie, and then uh, get the van all steamy, and go in in the morning and brush our teeth and carry on. Grab a you coffee. didn't get the van all steamy. That's ridiculous. Well, it's just humidity does that down there, right? Right. Um, but um, yeah. I do did know you were sleeping in the van, and it makes sense because uh, hotel rooms are ridiculously priced. Like we got a tournament next weekend, and like, whew, by the end of the we weekend, had lot, we had a lot of fun. We'd get to Kalamazoo, and the Yonces and Moors would be waiting for us. So that's what, that parents. was one of the things is the Yonces and the Moors. Like you guys made lifelong friends through that time, and I just had Reed stretch and daryl on like my college roommates it's the same relationship for us as you guys had as parents right 
Yeah, we oh well, we text all the time, and we get to, we just got together not too long ago, and it's our turn to get them up here. But we uh, we're heading out, and but uh, they've you, been to, they've been to Panama with us too. And you guys also used to partake in the after the game parties, right? Oh gosh, no. Oh, you didn't. We had to be up Sunday morning for church before. No, actually, I think Sunday mornings you were driving some of the parents back to the hotels sometimes. In the daylight, yeah. Yeah. I always waited till daylight to drive them home. <laughs> <laughs> um, there yeah. were times where you guys would be leaving and it was daylight and our parents would be walking out of our college apartment and we'd be like, so you coming back to say goodbye tomorrow? And sometimes you'd be like, yes. And some days you'd be like, Nope, we're just leaving. <laughs> yeah, let's go straight to breakfast. <laughs> but the odd time you guys would show up the next morning. <laughs> and I actually think uh, Grace Walton, Gigi, was with you one day. And um, I think she came to Western Michigan. And um, the next morning, you guys came to my apartment to say goodbye. And we had had a party or we had had a night. And what you guys would walk into... <laughs> On the Sunday morning, that apartment looked wild sometimes, eh? I could write a book. <laughs> well, you saw the one picture on my poster there. That's a uh, salute. That's a salute to stretch. Which one was it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it was quite the time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a really <laughs> fun time. Did you or did you not nope. have college women hitting on you and my mother at the same time at my apartment within three feet of each other yeah oh oh yeah oh yeah yes 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 we were uh i'm not sure what their problem was <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyways, Western Michigan was a time that uh, I guess we'll never get back. But you, when you think about it, to have four guys become roommates that all live like in a square in Ontario, one hour apart from each other is pretty weird. <laughs> it, it is pretty weird. But it was a good, uh, good group. It, yeah, that, and still that are. Stri good that group. stripper pole in the living room certainly cause some memories <laughs> do you not like we won't get into details but do you remember uh, piercy when he came out that oh one night? do i ever yep <laughs> yep i just remember i just remember his boots because i couldn't look up any further why well, I, <laughs> I think the only thing you're missing is the sock <laughs> he didn't even have a sock I think all there was was a sock. <laughs> he was wearing work boots and a freaking helmet. Oh, I, okay. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Fun times. A uh, lot of strange stuff happened there, but uh, it was always. I remember. I remember one time at your parties that we saw a shark directing traffic at a, a what? For a shark directing traffic at a four-way stoplight with eight lanes of traffic coming through it mother and i pulled up and here was a big rubber shark with little six inch arms directing traffic and uh, cars are just it was you yes i was directing traffic where i'm not sure where you're you talking about the halloween them. party night yeah 
You were directing I remember the outfit, work. but I don't remember you were just wave, You were just waving your little arms around, and I'm going, that's your son. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, at least you graduated. We're proud. Thank you. And I did graduate, I think, with honors. Probably, right? Uh, I don't know. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was quite the time. Um, so it is weird then after that, after four years like that, where everybody's family, um, obviously there was, it wasn't like that with with like the the staff you'd say, but like the team and the guys on the team and the parents and everybody were all together. And then like, I leave there and I go to pro and then it's just totally different. Right. Like I would see you guys like twice a year. Can I say one thing? One yeah. of the funny, funniest nights at your condo, and I, and I hate to say this, but I got a real kick out of it, was when Tim Moore's van got towed away. There's his car. And I know Timmy's going to be listening to this. Yeah. So what happened? But they, they took, well, they, those, those wankers were sneaking around with their tow trucks. And if you didn't have a sticker on your and car, you weren't in the correct spot, they just take it. Yeah. I they just that. take your car. Well, right away. That is a car taken and it costs 150 bucks or something. Oh, he was dancing around like a maniac, man. You know, oh yeah. That'd get you wound. Yep. Anyway, that was one of the sad parts of your condo. Yeah. No, they would tow everybody. It was nuts with the well, parking. Well, they there. snuck around with your lights off. Yeah. No, yeah, they'd tow everybody. Um, so, yeah, you went from there to Germany. No. No, no, Dayton. You went to Dayton a couple times. Several. Yeah, like, so that was, it was weird, though, right? Because I go from playing whatever it is, 30 games a year, where you guys, it's on weekends, and you guys make every effort to make it to every game. It's like I'm still kind of like a kid, like my parents are coming to every game. And then you sign the pro deal, and, like, then you're, like, you're, like, you were at all my parties still on weekends, right? It's kind of like I'm still living at home. (laughs) But then you go to pro, and you're playing 80 games a year, and like you guys came to make like I don't know maybe three to four weekends right? You can't oh God, come all the. We didn't tell you we were there. We were up in the stands just clapping away. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, no, I remember we... you guys coming a bunch of times, but like it is different, right? Because I'm traveling all over the place, and like it Dayton's a lot further away. But once you get to pro, that's just that like it's just a lot harder to make it all work. There's some crazy cities down there. What was that one north of Dayton Toledo. you played at? Holy cow. That, so I've we've brought up that rink before. So that rink is was that was the last year of that rink, I think. I never clapped in that rink. I can tell you that much. You get well, beat up. You would not cheer for Dayton in that rink. My goodness. No, they they'd beat you up. Actually. They were smoking in the stands. That do you remember all of it? Oh, every guy in there had longer hair than than my wife. And ready to rumble. It oh, was, yeah, they all want to fight. It was nuts. But, totally nuts re- in there. Yep, that was crazy. Were you at the game when I got really beat up in that arena? No. No? Okay. Uh, I. 
it was it wasn't that bad. I was in the penalty box. My face was a bit swollen. I was like smiling, taking pictures with the fans because they thought it was funny. Those guys, those fans were fine by the penalty box. We were having a good laugh about it. I did something dirty and I got beat up. It wasn't. Not you deserved it. I did. Yep. Um, but moving on. But then I fought the guy the next day and beat him up. <laughs> but did he uh, know? Did he, know? he didn't see you coming. No, he knew it was coming because it was a long story. It's come up before. Mm-hmm. I won't bring it up. Okay. Um, so, best party at the U Club ever? I think it's the Shark Night. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to. We don't want to implicate anybody. Well, the uh, stretch Daryl and Yance all said the Halloween party, but it was it was. I- Oh yeah, that was for sure. It was like there was every weekend was every weekend was a hoot. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Depending on I, if the team I, won I think, too, though. When we won, it was a real circus. Well, probably the best was the baseball practice inside with all the bottles around the kitchen, and you guys are smacking baseballs at the bottles in the kitchen, and there's glass everywhere. What did you guys think as parents at that point? I wished I was 20 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> or at least let me have one swing at the bat. Christ. Yeah, we we sure knew how to have fun. <laughs> um, so anyways, after that year date in which it was whatever, right? It was... It was quite the time, right? Some of those arenas, like you said, in Toledo and the East Coast. It was all it was all forgettable. It was uh, quite the lifestyle. It's not something you want to do very long. So then the next year, I'm on my way to uh, Florida, I guess. And then I turn around and call you. And I'm like, I'm heading to Germany, right? So you guys yep. drive to Detroit to have one last breakfast and say goodbye and then hop on a plane, right? Yep. Um, so then you guys got to come then after that, what's your favorite trips to Europe? Cause you basically came every year I played. Well, we came and I came a couple of times. I think I came by myself once or twice. I don't know. You came so to beating came twice Dana. in one year. You came to Germany twice in one year, once with Dana and once with mummy. And then, yep. uh, every other year, I think you came once yeah but no they were all i don't think anything tops wales so like right and and cardiff and i know and, you're gonna get there but yeah you're right though i know i was just curious but i meant like just that i got to go over there and play like you like so when i was playing in say germany you guys would always come like a week early and go on some crazy vacation you would have never thought to do and then uh, come see us after, right? Didn't you go to Greece one year or something? Uh, we went to Prague and we went to we went to Greece. We did all over the place. We went to Turkey and and you guys we probably down. wouldn't have done that if I'm not playing hockey over there. No, no, we went through Italy, did northern Italy. There, jeepers, cut uh, yourself I open just, again. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't grown up yet, so I got a zit in my chin. <laughs> Um, okay. So no one I remember though, is we went to the Cinque Terre's or whatever in Italy. Yes. Beautiful. 
That's quite the spot, eh? And we went to Baden-Baden in Germany. That was pretty cool. Mother pranced through there like that fancy gal. Lisa was so scared. That's, folks, that's the, the, the Roman baths or whatever, where it's the saunas and everybody's naked. And then there's a co-ed area to swim where that's everybody's naked. And I get to the co-ed area, which is like kind of the end where you meet, you meet the other side and you're supposed to swim together. And like, what are you, you're supposed to do, like cuddle or kiss or something. They, anyway. I think you sit in the shallow water and they all say, oh, you know, Europeans, they don't care if you're naked. Well, that's a bunch of crap. All these old dirty guys were sitting pinned up against the wall and as soon as a girl comes down the stairs they're looking into the pool oh they're looking oh they ever they all look oh yeah yeah no they they just they pretend they don't care but like they're all checking out what everybody looks like i oh, mean yeah. their people watching is just different they're just not wearing clothes <laughs> it was pretty bizarre 17 or 18 different pools of different saunas steam rooms like i was it but like well, then there was a napping room at the end, and they'd they'd wrap you in the the towels and make you feel like a wet noodle. Remember that? I I pretty well had to crawl to the car <laughs> when I got out of there. It was quite the time, but yeah, when I got yeah. to the co-ed area, they, I'm like, where is there a little blonde girl around? Is there a little and and like that speaks English? And they're like, they're looking around, they're looking around, and nobody can find her, and they're like. Oh, she's already in the napping room. She's like an hour ahead of schedule because she was so nervous about being naked. She was paranoid, right? She skipped five of the pools, right? She just, yeah. Anyways, okay. No, bad and bad, and that was a cool spot. A lot of of neat places you go to. And you know what? One of my favorite places still is Landsuit, Germany. Like, I really enjoyed that town. It's like out of a poster well, it's just cool. Like the people were nice. Bavaria, all of it was just nice. But okay, moving on then is uh, well, I'm at WMU or Western Michigan, and you're doing the weekends down there. Is also around the same time that there's ties to where I live now in Concordia. Is you buy an old schoolhouse? Ah, uh, yeah. Right. Yep. You, you may as well talk about it. You sent me the picture of it for your poster. I know it means a lot to you, and you did all the work. You may well, as well talk about it. It means a lot to us because it was an old schoolhouse built in 1875, and it had been basically unused for 98 years and boarded up. And we gutted it from top to bottom. It looks like an old feed mill. And we tore the roof off, tore everything off it. The only thing left standing was the brick and we turned it into a family heirloom, I would say. Oh, it says night. Yeah, there was in magazines and stuff, folks, and they did all the stuff themselves, basically from start yeah. to finish. And uh, you and mother worked harder than anybody I know on that. Woolen shop, brown out. Um, I- but it- Anyways, um, I remember going into that place when you bought it thinking, what the f- are they thinking? Like, they, it, what was it, the Boy Scouts that owned it? No, they never owned it. They used they it. They stored their stuff there or something. No, it was a theater group. Well, that's what it was. There was play it. sets all set up for plays. And there was dead yeah. animals in there. But, oh, dead. I found a dead vulture that was in perfect condition and your mother came carrying it across me. She goes, what is this? 
all the, no feathers. It was just a skeleton. And I said, that's a vulture. And uh, we found a dead dog skull. We found probably 80 dead squirrels and 50 dead rats. And, and you were doing this while working full time. Yep. And, and uh, taking you to hockey. I was a Western Michigan man. I guess you were gone. That's why I only, I didn't help as much as I would have if I was around. I know that, but, um, I worked a bit in the summer when I'd be around, but I would, uh, I remember the one summer I'm home and I'm helping with one thing. And then I, I, how long was the whole project from gutting it to being done? Two years. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I'm at Western Michigan and you're, you're fitting all that in busy guy. He gutted it in one year and rebuilt it in eight months. Right. Are you going pee right now or poo? Is it a one or a two? I'm, I'm on my laptop. Oh, I didn't know. I thought it looked like you went to the bathroom. I can hardly see your face now. You might be. Okay. Moving on. Um, well, it's really cool. You guys have done that. The place is still in town. You guys still own it, right? You just don't spend much it's time there. T- we're, we're not planning on selling it. It might become a family heirloom as long as you don't <laughs> em- embarrass me on this podcast. And then I'm going to sell it. <laughs> Do whatever you want. It's yours. <laughs> uh, but it's really cool, folks. Cool schoolhouse that they turned into a fancy place and they did it all themselves just by working hard anyways moving on um so we went into germany i guess right um i would say we could move on to denmark or is there anything about germany you want to talk well, about denmark, how about, the, how about thing... germany the first time you saw german hockey fans well they're a little nuts a little like, like throwing, a gla- throwing, than... throwing glass on the ice and stuff. Like I was at one game where they threw for some reason they were letting fans all have glass beer bottles. Like, was, this in, bottles. was this in Garmish? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. They, they, okay. They so you were at the, the game. Ice. I talked about that before I, when I was playing that game, that is, was banana lens. I, I don't know which games you were at or not. Right. But they were throwing glass on mugs the on the ice and they were smashing all over the ice and throwing them at you guys it was nuts <laughs> it was nuts like that just didn't, like it the whole thing's a little wanky right like it's uh they take it like to the a way bit they, extreme like, about the whole thing ma- about ma- everything making uh, nude calendars and you're looking at the advertisements on the boards and you got girls well, it's just a different culture right it's just it's a, a whole different, different culture um, yeah. Like their Olympic athletes go in the newspapers like topless, right? Like the women do. And like the guys will go basically nude and like the skin, it's not a thing. It's not a big thing to them. And, uh, but like they asked me to be in an erotic photo shoot and I was like, well, I guess when in Rome, right? <laughs> you went in an erotic photo shoot, huh? You, you knew about that. I have the I pictures. knew about it. Yeah. No, I can send I know, you the I photos. I got them. I know all about it. <laughs> well if you got your, the body your right? my friends, yeah. hey yeah. well people uh people recruit you when you have what they want and they i obviously had what they wanted for a photo shoot yes you had a 
You had the body for it, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and you gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, okay, so what was Good your... Good luck diff- with that. What were your differences from Germany to Denmark, Dad? Well, the only thing in Denmark was it was very boring. <laughs> and we got there and our entire family puked their guts out for a week. And then we left. It's the worst vacation. My, my, I... highlight of the, my highlight of the trip was going to get some freaking bread and cheese at the grocery store. It was it was mayhem. We had a little shitty apartment in Voyance, Denmark. And you guys all came and our normal way was you guys would come and just stay with us. Like you're not paying for hotels when you fly over the world. And um, we had you and mummy and Dana and Reed, right? Her oldest and Colby's a baby. And everybody took turns getting violently ill for a week. And like we, like, br- we brought the hurl. Like you guys were like vomiting like across the room and um everybody took a turn and nobody real everybody somebody was always sick the whole week and i never got sick i just would go to hockey and then go home to the just the the barfing was unbelievable (laughs) your little apartment smelt like acid city oh god and it already did the first apartment i had gone there the guy before it it had a dog that pissed all over it and i was like i can't live here like this anyways when we left, I said, I don't like Denmark. <laughs> yeah. So you guys had that trip. Um, but you know what? We won gold helmets. Great hockey organization. Just maybe the apartment and the trip just didn't go very well. Right. <laughs> and there wasn't much yeah. to do. But so then we go from there to Cardiff. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, I miss my Cardiff fans. Yeah, like even when you left there, I think you got Twitter for a bit just to stay in contact with them. I still do. You still talk to them? Oh, yeah. They still bugging me. And there was one lady there, I can't remember her name, kept talking to me in Welsh. And I couldn't figure out if she wanted to bite my ankles <laughs> or, or she was attracted to me. I. That is the weirdest language ever, but it was pretty cool. She kept every game, she'd blurt something at me in Welsh because she knew it. I had no clue what she was saying. Well, and the Welsh were just such nice people. Like they were just, so, <laughs> it was a, it's a family, right? It's they're like, just they're so welcoming family. and they'll just, when they find out like you're my dad and I'm on the devils, right? They'll just do anything for you. It's a wild They'll even spot. put you on a bus and take you to Scotland. <laughs> So why don't we talk about that then? Because that's when I'm still playing. I can't hockey. remember a thing about it. I don't know. You, they they call it. it. They call it Dundee drunk. And these fans on the way to Dundee, they have all their normal trips, right? The whole year. They, they, they are a rowdy bunch and they have a lot of fun and they are a family. But when they go to Dundee, they really crank her up a notch, eh? Oh, do they ever? I'm sure that mother and I came up once or twice in their conversations too yeah there was one time on the bus we're floating along down the highway and i look back and mother's in the back with i think four guys across the back of the bus and i look back and they're having fun and laughing away so i'm talking halfway up the bus to a whole bunch of other 
yuckety yuckers and having a good time. And I look back again 20 minutes later and she's got all her shirts off. <laughs> Not one guy's got a shirt on. And she's eyeing up their tattoos. It was friggin' hilarious. So they were showing her she, their tattoos. They were all they were all tatted up and she was asking them all what each tattoo means. Well, they all started taking their shirts off to show mother their tattoos. And she's and so it, against tattoos. My goodness. Well, she she wouldn't have been able to she wouldn't have been able to understand. But, but let's face it, she's hot and these guys were <laughs> excited, right? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know if that's what's happening at the back of the bus, but what I, I thought oh, she they were, having, the tattoos, they were yeah. having fun. They um, were having fun. But anyways, I, I, I heard uh, you had a proposal that day too, to get into the bathroom, but you never know with that fan bus, right? Like it's just chaos. That, that fan bus was out of control. And yeah. And like people wonder why I well, like, in, like I enjoyed Cardiff so much and whatever, like I was a player and then I also got to do that stuff at the end, right? Like, I also got to meet all those people and, and experience that like you did. And it, they're, you even they're fun on the people. Bus, right? I did, oh, yeah. Was I was back there with them the it next year. I, re- I remember it. Like, I'd, I'd fly over there just if they'd give me a free ticket. Well, they would, for sure. They would take you anytime. <laughs> it's when I said you were coming on, I had a bunch of people, right, saying, oh, Captain Ronnie or he he did this or he did that and one fan wrote i put up the picture of you on the back of the bus with them and i said you were booked coming on and uh i think it was chris herbert i might be wrong Could be uh, yeah, wrong, yeah, but yeah. he said i totally forgot i lent him my jersey of you so i he, remember that yeah he gave you my jersey that he had bought right for to wear like that's the type of people they are they just they're just Yep. Very caring, nice people that want everybody to be having a time. Oh, they're a blast, man. I tell you. Yeah. I was even trying to teach them a few dance moves, but then you know you <laughs> would you say you can outdance me? Are you frozen? Well, probably if no, I'm not frozen. I'm thinking. Probably if we looked at the rhythm, I'd probably beat you. But you you get down and gyrate and stick your bum down close to the floor and move around. And but I'll, I think I'll do whatever right it, down, I'll do whatever it takes to win. Is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Geez, yeah. for a sixty-six okay. year old, you get a lot of text, man. There's a lot of beeping in the background. I have to get the editing it, team out to get rid of that. It doesn't stop. <laughs> it doesn't stop. Um. Yeah, it's that's people another... from Cardiff. Or it's people from Cardiff are <laughs> texting me on Instagram. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, though, like, yeah, those the folks in Cardiff, like what they do for people and the way they make you feel welcome. Like, I remember when Zoe was bored and like I'm coming off for a game and I'm just going down through the tunnel and someone would be like, "Hey, hey, Wally, Wally," and they would throw me like presents for Zoe. And one of them was a handcrafted Welsh spoon made with her name on it. And it was like the, the, the uh, thought and the care they put into their players is, was, was mind boggling after all the other places we had been. Oh, right? I love, I love those fans. They're right. 
and the big blue tent, right? Yep. Yeah, good times. Yeah, there's a few places on the world I still want to travel to, and Cardiff would be one to go and watch a game. Yeah, me too. So I could learn some Welsh from that lady again. <laughs> no, I would like to go back again too, because last time I went back, I had a pretty good time too. <laughs> um, so that was that trip. Um, that was when I was still a hockey player and doing the NBA and all that jazz. And then the next year you came back to visit me. I was going to pick you up from the train station and my leg locked on the way to pick you up. We took you for surgery, didn't we? Yeah, you were part of the whole thing. You took me to see the surgeon to figure out like what the plan was. It had got hurt the night before you showed up. I was supposed to play the next day. You were supposed to see me play that night or whatever. My leg locked. And then that was it. You were there for the well, whole thing, right? Well, at least it gave us some free time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did hit the town with uh, Saltsy. <laughs> yes, we did. Hard. Yeah, we had fun that night. Um, and Lee Salters was a former potter. Great time. Um, and uh, yeah, we had fun. And then, uh, yeah, it was basically I was injured and... Uh, we didn't get to do much after that when the leg locked, but uh, that was the last trip over there for us, right? And then you guys were running around like superheroes, you and uh, Endo. Endo, yes. I yeah. see him on Facebook all the time. Yeah. You guys still think you're superheroes or you calmed down a bit? Well, I was really whatever Colby was into. I We were only superheroes because Colby was into that and we were just trying to... Uh, I think you guys were into it. I don't know. Just, we, thought it, we, we thought it was funny. We didn't think we were actual superheroes. <laughs> All right, then. Yep. No, we didn't. Um so anyways, uh, Jonathan Williams said to say hi. He was the one that set up the whole uh, oh. going on the bus, right? Yep. I remember Jonathan. Um, so where Good else guy. did you guys go other than Dundee? Didn't you, the bus would have gone somewhere else other, all the way to Scotland. Did you go to Glasgow? Who, what other game did you see? Yeah, we went to Glasgow for one. We drove there. Got in some roundabout we couldn't get out of, but. Anyway, that was when it was did you all get on the bus? Well, we were stubborn at that time. We didn't realize how much fun those guys were. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. And we were we were a bit scared of them, right? Maybe and you probably wanted to watch me play because I don't think you saw me play in Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a good game though. I think I was playing with Doug Clarks and then we were really running amok. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I got leg locks. Then I got we hit the town with salt. So yeah, we covering most of this. And then I got how much fun is the atmosphere for parents compared to Germany? We've covered all that. Um, so basically, then after all this, I guess then there was the time. Um, uh, the other thing I got to thank you for was when I'm in Cardiff, um, I guess we bought this house and, um, you moved all of our stuff in and out of our old house. Well, we weren't even here. Mother and I did it all. I, the two of us, we didn't even hire a moving company. No, you wouldn't do that. You, you sleep in vans. <laughs> That's true. And I wouldn't, I would never hire a, we split a McDonald's hamburger too. <laughs> 
and tuna surprise. <laughs> tuna surprise. Yep. Uh, well, but yeah, basically, uh, you guys did all that uh, with some friends. So thanks for doing that. <laughs> but uh, other than that, all I got really for tonight is uh, is like, uh, I guess there was the time, the transition when hockey ends for me. And we come back to Concord, and it was probably tough to watch your your kid go through like trying to figure oh. shit out when they're in their thirties and they got two kids, eh? There was a lot of pouting. Yep. But I, was I just, pouting? I was pouting. Well, it's not really pouting. Pouting's when you see a dog with his head down, his feet over his nose. You were just moping, I guess. Wow, whatever it was, I it was hard. Well, for sure. Well, you knew it was hard, but you got to let people uh, dig their own holes and get out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. That's the, only way, that's the only way you grow those cojones, right? The only way to figure out if the cigarette lighter works is if you try it on your finger, right? <laughs> and try to keep it to yourself. <laughs> till you realize it stinks. <laughs> till someone else realizes it stinks and says, hey, do you need some help? You want to see a doctor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is what yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's like uh, same as when I wasn't sure if razors worked right and I tried it on my eyebrow, right? Like you don't know if they work until well, you know. There's some there's some things you only do once, right? You only <laughs> burnt your finger once and yeah. you only shaved off one eyebrow. Well, I wouldn't say I only burnt my finger once, but yeah, I only yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't shave off the second eyebrow, did you? No. No, but it was tough so you, going to school you, you for should, a bit. But you should have shaved it off the second one. You wouldn't look like such a donkey then. Oh man. Yeah, well, I figured it out. I didn't do it again, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I don't have much else. Do you got anything other than I guess uh, it was tough out of hockey and yeah tried not to mope i tried to just keep showing up and doing it and then it all worked itself out and shout out to superheat and everything they've done and uh all that stuff but uh what do you think's next uh been back now for like five years we've done a lot of dump runs uh what do you what's, what's next ne what's next on your agenda now that your your career is over you you i know you're too competitive and you like to have goals what what's what's cooking well, the Lamborghini's out. Yeah. Why would you yeah. want one of those? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I couldn't buy the shoes to go with it. No. Well, so you, I don't I know what's next. But, you know, it's, I don't want to. Well, I feel like it. retirement is for people. I'm going to say this on the podcast is retirement's kind of like getting out of hockey for guys is like, you did the one thing you've been doing it forever and that was your goal and that was your passion and that was your drive. And then you got, you're like the next thing and you're like, well, what's next? Like, and then you see a lot of people in retirement. They're like, well, what do I do? Where do you do? What do you do? 
Um, I don't know. Like maybe. I don't have a problem. I'm so freaking busy. I don't know which ends up. Oh, you're just looking playing after, with your looking tally whacker. Your, looking after your real estate. <laughs> you're looking after it. The guy didn't even show up today. No, I mean fixing stuff. No, I don't. <laughs> fixing buildings and crap. I'm. I got lots to do. I I, I can hardly wait to go to Panama. And to not uh, have as much to do. Well, I can't do it there. You'll just four wheel and dirt bike and hurt yourself down there. I've done that several times. Yes. Yeah. I wiped out my last trip down or second last trip down. I took a header off my motocross. I have a motocross bike there and I hit a log under some leaves going down a hill, probably doing 30 miles an hour. And I went airborne and turned backwards in the air and landed backwards going downhill and ripped all my stomach muscles and i had to get up go yeah so i flew backwards in the air and tore all my stomach muscles when i hit the ground yeah, and I think I you had just said and that, and then you started freezing. So that I got up, I got up and took off as fast as I could because mother was coming behind me. The love of my life, by the way, was coming behind me on a four wheeler, and I wanted to get out of there. So she, because she keeps telling me to slow down, right? And the next day, I couldn't get out of my chair because my stomach muscles were screwed. I ripped them pretty good. <laughs> but I broke my ribs twice in Panama and done all kinds of stupid stuff. Oh, well, anyway, I'll grow up. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> sure you will. Just, just haven't figured out where. No, I I know I I'm going to too. Um, but no, maybe I, on the next dump run. The next dump run. The next dump up. run will grow up for sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, but um, I, yeah, like I don't really have anything else to say other than um, I guess like when we go through this, um, I'm sure people will be able to figure me out a little bit more after meeting you. And uh, the reason I wanted to have you on is because obviously you're my dad and I always wanted to have you on and I was going to, but like um, you've set a very high bar as a dad and, you know, you always want to do better than the time before and like you've made it very difficult for me <laughs> so, you're not gonna get choked up here are you no i don't do that on here okay so well i'm glad i raised a, some kind of bar i thought you did all right but i mean who's to judge <laughs> i'm not for everyone but like um everything i ever needed i got and uh you took me everywhere i needed to i mean look at all the shit I can talk about on here is because you provided me with that journey, you and mummy, right? There, yep. There you go. I mean, if you guys wouldn't uh, <laughs> let me pursue my passion and if you would have said I was going to get hurt and not let me do it, then don't think we're doing any of this shit, right? No. So now I got five more little wankers to get them where you are. So we got, Five grandkids playing hockey, Zoe and 
Jeez, well, it's not about getting to where I am. You just have fun doing what you're doing and going to the rink oh. and being having fun, right? Yep, you got her. It's about being focused as a child. Gives you so something you to do, get, right? <laughs> so you don't get waylaid and get into the wrong stuff. Totally. And you learn how to be part of a team and uh, you got stuff to do every night. And uh, I'd like for me, the nights we have practice, the nights we got stuff going on. It's to me, it's more fun because like we got something going on. We're doing something. Uh, the nights we don't have anything. I get bored easily. <laughs> I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about your kids. No, I know. I, but like, would they have fun <laughs> when like they love it? I'm they they want to go. Right. Yep. That's what keeps them focused, but you got to keep them focused till they get out of university. Oh, I think it takes a long time to stay focused. <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, seriously, thank you for making the time. And um, I mean, obviously this means the most of any other podcast than my sons um, and Gigi Waltons, but uh, yeah, like this is, to think of uh, me coming out here a year ago to drink beers in my shed, um, not a year ago, 10 months ago, to think that like it could raise money for Garrett Muir's and his wife and their young son. Like um, it's pre pretty crazy to think about. So if people wonder why I do so many and why I choose to be so busy, it's because I've seen how hard this guy can work and I mean, I feel like I should try to outwork him and it's really, really hard to do. So I do a lot and I probably do too many, but you know what? I'm not going to be outworked by anybody, right? Alrighty then. And this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with the Wallies. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and a Gold Band. I'm like Pete's Southbound Band Band. I'm always speaking my mind.